What's going on, y'all? I'm Brad. I'm Jeremy. And uh, we've been talking about things concerning reconciliation for a long time now. 20 years now. I'm white. I'm black. And we thought if we talked together about it in podcast form, it might serve some people. So let's, let's do talk it. about it. Broken and different. That's what we are. That's us. Blinded by chasing heaven's brightest star. Sun. We going towards him. We run with limps. We got if you respond accordingly, you'll learn to hobble with, hobble with till we find where glory be. What glory at? No pros or experts on this That's journey. We are just learning how Jesus, Jesus makes art out of our life's debris. What's up, Brad? What's going on, Jeremy? Nothing much, man. I want to I want to hear from you about people of color and leadership and leadership and leadership, man, like your perspective about their leadership, what that means, what do they need to hear, you know, from your perspective? Yeah. And, and maybe to be maybe a little bit more focused, we are talking about people of color in ministry leadership. Yes. Yeah. Ministry yeah, leadership. yeah. 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 Yeah, it is a, um, especially in a multi-ethnic setting, it's a tricky thing, man. Uh, folk don't necessarily know black folk, people of color, in my experience. So y'all going to hear me going in, in and out of saying black folk and people of color because my primary experience is as a black man. That's right. Um, uh, but people of color uh, usually feel the, uh, the majority culture in the room. Yep. So that might not even look like the people that sitting down. It could be the culture of the room feels very white. Yeah. And so then it becomes, can I actually lead in this space? Because it does not look like my heritage. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't look like the leadership that I come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, me, I grew up in a missionary Baptist church, predominantly black in a small neighborhood. So the neighborhood, we knew everybody, especially everybody in the church we knew each other uh but then i was in in varsity in college and mm-hmm. so as i got more and more involved i got it was more of a evangelical type style um uh ministry and so it was just different very 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 different um and yet i was being asked to lead um i was asked to to do mc type stuff for our large communities i was asked to lead a small group um and then eventually was the staff worker, became staff worker uh, for InterVarsity for the University of South Florida. Um, for a chapter that was, had a lot of white students, but by that time it was about 40% white, 60% minority. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Latino, Asian, Black, African-American, African and Caribbean, yep. Afro-Latino. So we had a, spectrum. a, a spectrum of <laughs> representation. Um, uh, and leadership was necessary. So I think one of the first things uh, that any leader of color, most leaders of colors deal with is that their advancement in leadership, how that should happen differs when they're in a, in a multi-ethnic setting. Because usually mm-hmm. multi-ethnic setting has a culture of advancement that's closer to white culture yeah. than minority yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. And minority, to simply put it, for me, you were you were asked to come up. Okay. You were asked into a position. Um, whereas what I found was that uh, in 
in uh, majority white uh, places, you suggest you can suggest or ask for yourself. Yeah, you can advocate for yourself. You can advocate for yourself. Say, in fact, hey, man, I like to lead or I like to help out or I like yeah. to. Can I do this thing over here? Yeah. 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 Uh, but my experience was, no, you wherever you're at, you do that well. And then they ask you. So when it's mm-hmm. interesting, I never asked to be in leadership for university. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they asked me as a student to uh, they want to have a Bible study in my dorm. I say, yes, I participate in a Bible study like anybody would. And then the leader said, you should come to leadership. So mm-hmm. I came to leadership, but I didn't ask to be a leader still. Yeah. <laughs> I was asked, hey, you should consider doing this. And, and so just that reality um, is kind of tough to deal with. And for so I don't think the answer is become someone who learns to advocate for, for themselves a lot. I mm-hmm. think uh, for a leader, the, the answer is become very savvy in learning where you are and the expectations and how they uh either affirm or not affirm what you're used to and figure out how to adjust to that navigate those waters because that that's going to be true in business that's true and anywhere you go there's going to be a way in which that the culture of where you're at the organization culture where you're at is going to be different and you have to learn like a good missionary i think yes uh, yes to adjust in Mm -hmm. um in that way so um overcoming that is key um my second thing is this number two the world needs leaders of color yep. more than that so let's <laughs> just be real globally there are more leaders of color yeah i was about than to white say leaders. so the world has them <laughs> yep. my world so the u.s yeah, let's yeah, so yeah. Uh, let's just stick to us the u.s needs desperately leaders of yeah. color every great moral step the u.s has taken has been behind the voices and leadership of leaders of color. Yep. Um, so as we become better morally as a society, that has been the those who uh, are leaders of color who have helped us help the U.S. do that. Yep. Yep. Um, and so, uh, um, I think leaders of color need to realize that they already are the missional leaders that the U.S. needs. And this is what I mean by that. Uh, most leaders of color have come up with some kind of connection to the poor. Yep. So that meaning they don't necessarily have to be poor, but they have family members or some kind family of way to or history. To, yeah, connected to yep. the poor. Yeah, a close Our heritage goes back to the mm-hmm. historically poor and disenfranchised. Yep. Um, when I talk about that, African Americans go back. To it's not slavery. distant. It's, it's not, not distant. distant. Not no. that distant. Um, so connection to the poor. Also, uh, uh, most minorities have to go through a series of cross-cultural events uh, in their formative years. In middle school, high school, usually, usually, they have Mm -hmm. to either go to a school that has people that look different than them, teachers who look different from them. They have to uh, maybe shop in places where it doesn't quite cater to them directly. Right. uh, so they've had all these cross, and then uh, I I don't want to forget this. A lot of neighborhoods that uh, minorities folk come out of is usually maybe a little bit more diverse. So even an all black neighborhood is not like all Haitian, black. Yeah. Jamaican, yep. African American, African. So there's a number of cross cultural experiences we are that most people of color have already had. Yep. And so in doing that when you they don't they don't come into a room 
uh, people come to come in the room and assume I am the norm. Yeah. Which is yeah. the dangerous place to be, to come and think I am the norm and everything that I think and the way I feel is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yet they come in the room looking for, okay, what is the norms here and how do I step into those? And that's good missional work. This is, I feel like incarnation is like what leaders of, what people of color have had to do most of their life. They had to, now some might say assimilate, um, but Mm -hmm. I think those who preserve their identity have learned to like incarnate, to come in, to be themselves, um, and and to, to be part of what's happening in whatever space they're in. That's just good missional work. Um, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do that, and it's what most mission agencies are trying to teach people to do. Yeah, they're trying to teach people with kind of like, I'm I'm preloaded. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right, right. Yeah, a lot of and these so leaders some of things color that come natural to you mm-hmm. is 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 just easier. So my second thing, that's my second point, is that mm-hmm. uh, because of your experience as a person of color, you actually have some mission. And the world needs it. Prowess that the, the world, world needs. needs. The world needs. Yep. Um, and and maybe uh another proof of that or some something to add to the weight of that is if you look up any of the theories or um science that's coming around third third culture kids oh yes which a lot of folk of color are third culture kids yes they have a place that they're from that they love there but they're here in the u.s they love this place mm-hmm. and a lot of folk who are biracial have two mm-hmm. different kinds of family that they are yep. fully that's fully present it's fully in their them. being that's right in their being and they they love both. Um, yep. And yep. They, how do you be in that place? This mm-hmm. is this is what it looks like. This is what we ask of missionaries. This is the incarnation of Jesus. Jesus comes, is fully God. He is from heaven, loves his father, but also fully man and loves his family mm-hmm. on earth and, lives and loves him. fully yep. on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we want from those who are missional. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what mm-hmm. we want in churches. Yep. We want folk who can have their families that they love mm-hmm. and they they lead well, but also love um, the people that they serve fully mm-hmm. and wholly mm-hmm. and bring them up to be full and whole people empowered by God. So that's my second piece is to uh, my second point um, is that they realize for leaders of color realize what the wor- what the U.S. needs yeah. is in you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's this thing about leading up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. So that's why I want to bring you in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, because I came in on my, my, my in my young leadership when I was in college. Mm-hmm. You were the staff worker. Yep. Um, and so there were I, I'm interested to hear as a white man, mm-hmm. what were you looking for from me and the other leaders of color? Like, what were you hoping to gain from our leadership like what were you like kind of like had an open heart towards mm, that mm-hmm. would would have uh that you thought would be good for the ministry well <clears throat> i don't think i knew what i needed okay which is maybe the key to that okay which is like all i know is that it's needed yes it's like man i don't really know what's going to happen <laughs> why is it needed I just know it's needed. I just know these leaders need to be doing some ministry. Mm. I need to be listening to them. Now, the complicated thing is there was still, I still had to make certain decisions yep. as a white man 
that obviously have bias towards white culture or my personality type or me being a male. Um, and yet I still know, I knew, I mean, in my bones, I knew it. Like I need these leaders. And I also needed to create spaces where I wasn't there. Mm. Like the, the thing I had power to do was give permission or in many ways continue to give permission that these ethnic specific spaces were good these gathering of black students were good, like, and they don't need me, mm. you know? And then I become a servant of those spaces. Like, yeah. how can I help? And for the most part, y'all didn't need me, you know? <laughs> it was like, we got it. We got the MLK barbecue. It's cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you don't even have to show up. You could show up. You don't have to show up, you know? And you're taking cues. So I didn't know what I needed or why I, I needed it. I mm-hmm. knew it had to happen. And the only contribution maybe biggest contribution was like okay i need to continue to affirm these spaces affirm these leaders and and try to get out of the way when it's appropriate but also still listen to them and the the decisions i had to make that that were on me to make you know um so i don't know if that that makes sense that's that does that does it's interesting to hear you say i didn't know what was needed but i knew what we needed them yes because i think um coming in for me coming out of out of, uh, out of the church background i did it's like mm, i'm here i know i'm valued somewhat mm-hmm. but needed that's not what i bring in it's mm-hmm. like all the the pastoral figure needs is whoever's on his his team mm-hmm. um and he calls the shots mm-hmm. uh um but what i learned was that actually in order to reach all students, especially students who look like me, I'm needed mm-hmm. in that space. Um, and even so, the interesting is even being invited to lead by a white man. Yeah, um, felt kind of weird. Um, uh, it's like the Stranger Things upside down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But it, it says something to like what was it, it spoke into like a different part of me that 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 maybe my upbringing didn't speak into not mm. not putting any value on that but yeah. it, it it's for the first time it was like oh no in order for this ministry to be what it's supposed to be you're you're actually necessary yeah um, and and with that said I, I think for most for leaders of color this leading up piece. Um, you're you are always a necessary piece to ministry. Yeah, uh, leaders of color are. Yep. Um. You, I also think most leaders of color, because of how they grow up, uh, usually have a head start in what's needed to lead a multi-ethnic yep. uh, community. Yep. Um. Uh. What uh, what I would encourage is, uh is that as they lead to don't shy away from asking for the skills that they need. Now, this is different yeah. from asking for like, what, how should I lead? Yeah. You yes. need skills yeah. and leader, the, lead, the person that's over you should be delivering to you the skills that you need to do yep. ministry. Yep. Sometimes that can be hard if it's a white leader. Cause yep. sometimes if, if they're, you know, we use this word sensitive sensitively, but, uh, if they're woke enough <laughs> to realize, okay, I'm not trying to colonize Brad. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to assimilate him. 
sometimes the reaction could be I back away and I don't give you anything. And that's and that's not a good. Big either. mistake. Right. Big mistake. So, so I'll, I'll to just, assimilate you is bad. To advocate responsibility is bad. Super bad. So, so there's the tension yep. of give you the skills, affirm your identity. Yep. So I'll say something as small. So just something I learned. I don't know if we did well, but probably not. Um, but <laughs> but now as I teach folk from mm-hmm. what I learned from you, um, I include something. So I'll just t- talk about. Preaching, communicating. So yep. preaching, teaching, communicating. Yep. Um, there's a way in which I saw it yep. in university from mm-hmm. a white man. You were yep. primary uh, and white other white men before you. So Some fiery. There you go. Yep. There you go. So that informed how I thought about teaching yep. up from up front. Um, and then when I came on staff and I gave my first talk, you were the one giving me critique. This is mm-hmm. what you should do. And, of course, that's coming from a white male perspective. Now, yep. we had a podcast where we talked about teach what you got yep but then break like yep. show them how to like what did, what did you say show them how to the, the uh, defeaters defeat yeah, yeah the, defeat defeat my biases so we didn't know that back then no, no. but it was we, like winging it yeah so there was a moment <laughs> where you said brad you're good enough now just just keep going just do like, your thing do man. your thing yeah right i think if uh, we had to uh change anything it would be man you're great now now who are, what kind of speaker are you when you bring your full identity as a black man? Right. Because um, uh, there are some ways in which you need to communicate like that that isn't a way that I've taught you. That's the only thing. I, that's the thing I'm saying I would add to it. Um, and that oh, to for for me to say that to you to like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or or for you are you saying basically, hey Brad, you need to investigate how you need to incorporate this thing that's already as part of your history. It's, it's, it's something you. natural in you. It's in needs you. Because I remember we had like a, a pretty, dis- I don't think it was an argument or discussion. I don't, I don't actually know what it was. I had given you a suggestion about using a Tony Campolo story. Yes, you did. And <laughs> there was a, there was a period of time where I really loved using Tony Campolo stories as like closers, as like yes. calls, like crescendo kind of calls. Uh-huh. And, uh, at that point in time, I was getting a lot of positive feedback for my versions of those stories, uh-huh. and pe- people were responding and raising their hand for Jesus and like repenting, and it, it, it was like very good. So I had suggested like, hey, why don't you use that? Why don't you use this story? You know, like you can uh-huh. use it like this, and you'd see me kind of perform that yes. that story, right? And you went was it your missionary Baptist church? You yeah. went somewhere else. It was like a church setting, I think, uh-huh. and you and and I think you tried to do it, and you're like, it did not, <laughs> it don't it, land, it don't the same work, way. it, it don't, don't work at all, you know, it didn't work at all, yes, and yes, you're yes. Like, and then I think you were saying to me, I think there's just ways that you're gonna be able to say stuff that I'm not gonna be able to say it like that, yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, like even even stories, like I can't use that story, yeah, you know, and I, I just think that was that was part of us like talking that yep. stuff out, like yeah, you're gonna. I'm gonna continue doing my little Tony Campolo, you know, bit over here, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're going, yeah, I can't do that. It's I gotta figure different. out my own way. It's gonna be different. Yep. And so with that example, it is. I needed to. I needed that training from you, though. I needed those opportunities to teach and preach mm-hmm. and f- to hear your critique. Mm-hmm. But I also needed to like take my and be free to do that. And be free yep. to like consider. Okay, but what is my voice? Let me grow mm-hmm. in that. Um, so for leaders, it's like leading up is to ask for what you need, to know what you need, mm-hmm. and to ask for and to try mm-hmm. go after the experience that's going to give you that. 
Um, but also know that there's a part of your leadership that's going to be birthed from your ethnic identity. Yep. Yep. Um, Absolutely. And so in leading up, that would be my only my mm -hmm. own my piece of advice for yep. leaders of color. Yeah. Um, and and as just as a suggestion, when you're leading up with a, like a, especially like a white dude. Yeah. So, again, clarifying, hey, man, I need this skill from you or I need you to like get your hands off. OK. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hey, you know, and there's sensitive ways to whatever tackle that subject yeah, yeah, but like yeah. you know I, i'm just gonna need you to trust me or like you know don't don't try to let, let me let me take a couple swings here there's different ways to say it but again that that's that pendulum swing and different leaders are going to be reacting differently again mm -hmm. they may not giving you they may not be giving you the skills you need or they might be even afraid of giving you feedback because mm -hmm. it's like i'm not trying to like do that to you but you're going no man i need your feedback yeah you know or you're giving me too much feedback. I'm just going to need to like get up and like swing a little bit. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. because that leader is trying to be a little bit more quality control or controlling in some kind of way. Mm. So it's okay to speak. Hey, this is what I need on both ends of that spectrum. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's worth saying, I'm asking, I'm saying leaders of color, when you lead up, make sure you might, you may have to ask for these things. You may not. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, but I'm also saying, I'm also not saying that it's your responsibility to ask for the skills only. Mm. It's only mm -hmm. your responsibility. Right, right. So I think this is good to have in your back pocket. Like if you don't, if you see skills that you need, like don't feel like you got to somehow make them up. You can ask for them. Well, hopefully the majority culture leaders hear this. Majority go, culture okay, I'm taking note. I got this is a, what leaders of I should be giving them <laughs> something. Like I, right. I can't, like you said, I can't just back all the way up and say up. do it because yep. you're the leader of color. You're the mm -hmm. expert. But yep. you also can't just totally control it. Right. So, um, yeah, man, that's my that's my advice for leaders of color and leadership. I, I think more leaders of color need to lead. Yeah. What about leaders of color leading white people? Leaders of color leading white people. So real quick. Last last. This thing. is what I see. It's simply this. <laughs> this is what I see. When white people lead leaders of color, white people come up with resources and things, and then leaders of color usually have to contextualize them. Yep. It's like, this doesn't work for my leadership. This ain't quite hit it's the not mark my style. Yep. with my style or the people that I'm reaching, mm -hmm. especially if those mm -hmm. people are other people of color. And so they contextualize. Mm -hmm. I would say leaders of color teach white people to contextualize because I yes. actually believe yeah, your, make your, skills, your skills that you have is actually what the U.S. needs, what like what the church needs in this yes. context, in our day and age. Church needs what leaders of color have. And so teach them. Don't teach them. Don't try to teach them to be like you. Yeah, don't teach them how to be a black leader. Teach them how to contextualize yeah. and be okay with letting your, yep. uh, letting your, the things that you develop be mm -hmm. the, be the thing that they have to contextualize. Like reverse it instead of you contextualize resources that come from majority mm -hmm. culture mm -hmm. let resources come from you and let majority culture contextualize them so if i came up under you you'd be like i'm gonna teach you how to preach mm. and you would critique me based on like basically black preaching missionary baptist mm -hmm. tradition i'll give preaching. you some defeaters and it, yeah hope well now now that we've learned now that this, we know that <laughs> now that we know this right and then i'm i have to go yeah man i can't pretend to be a black man there you go you know and hopefully everybody would yeah. Register that. Like, oh, yeah, that's, I can't pretend to be yeah. MLK. It's just weird. 
That okay? would be very, no, very, very weird. But so it's like you can learn. I can learn a you lot. Can learn, you can learn like, oh, man, you know you can give a talk that has some like Yo, anybody like who's rhythm learned, to it. Anybody who's learned how yeah. to speak. You know, I've, I've studied MLK's yep. speaking. It's like I've learned a lot from MLK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way I want to sound like him. You know, yeah. It's inappropriate for me to do this. So, yeah, so I, I think that would be an interesting kind of reversal. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. Great. Thanks, brother. God bless you guys.